نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم قال الله تبارك وتعالى في كتاب العزيز والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فاستقم كما أمرت ومن تاب معك ولا تطغوا إنه بما تعملون بصير قال تعالى في مقام آخر يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى في مقام آخر وعبد ربك حتى يأتيك اليقين صدق الله العلي العظيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من صام رمضانا إيمانا وإحتسابا غفر له ما تقدم من ذنبه ومن قام رمضانا إيمانا وإحتسابا غفر له ما تقدم من ذنبه أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام وصدق رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم My dear respected brothers and elders, mothers and sisters, Alhamdulillah It is a great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it was an honor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed us to benefit from the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon us, upon us this great blessing of the month of Ramadan so that we can get closer to Him and hence be successful. Right? And subhanAllah, as Muslims, we should be perceptive of this and we should be grateful and thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us but most especially the bounty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made as human beings and along with making us human beings Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also gave us iman which is the most important because if you are a human being and if you don't have iman then, subhanAllah, in some cases, Allah protect all of us, that human being can be worse than animals. There is a very profound story, and subhanAllah, this is how Muslims are always connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they always understood the purpose of this life, the purpose of the month of Ramadan, and the purpose of this life. So as you all know that, you know, when the Mongols, they were ransacking all the different nations and, you know, killing everybody. They were on a killing spree. And they ransacked Baghdad as well and the Muslim nations as well. And they did a lot of damage. But after a few generations, one of the Mongol kings, he went on for a hunt. Right? He went for a game right? to hunt some animals with his caravan and whatever. And as he was in the jungle, he had a hunting dog with him. What did he have? A hunting dog. So he said to the, you know, the hunting dog went, you know, what they do to smell an animal or find where the animal was or whatever. And then they find this Muslim, uh, pious individual who was hiding and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the forest. Because many Muslims had to go into hiding at that time. 
in order to practice their Islam. So when he found this Muslim pious sheikh in the forest, he said, okay, let me ask you this question. He said, you know, obviously he was trying to mock him. He was trying to make fun of him. He asked him a question. He said, are you better or my dog better? Because he's like, if a human being says, obviously I'm better than a dog, he's like, okay, well, this is my dog, so I'm going to kill you. So what he gave as an answer was very profound and something that changed the face of the Mongol Empire afterwards. He told him that, you see, if I die as a Muslim, if I die pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if I die when la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam leaves my lips, then I am better than the dog. Because I have successfully completed what I had been sent for and created for in this world. But if I die without Islam, without pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, without following the way of Rasulullah as a way of life, then your dog is better than me. SubhanAllah, because your dog, Allah created it, it does what it needs to do. And they also praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they die. There is no hisab kitab. They're not going to be held accountable on the day of judgment. But I, as a human being, I'm going to be held accountable for what I did. So if I died without iman, without Islam, without pleasing Allah and His Rasul sallallahu then the dog is better than me, subhanAllah. Something to think about. This hit home to this prince. And later on, this prince, before he died, he ended up accepting Islam, subhanAllah. And there you have it, so many people with the last name Khan as Muslims. You see how it started? See how important it is for us to have this consciousness all the time that I am not a Muslim just in the month of Ramadan. I am not a Muslim who is practicing Islam part-time, which is going to practice Islam in the month of Ramadan because it's the fad. It's the trendy thing to do. Everybody is doing it, right? Or it's the culture, right? Everybody is doing it. It's a cultural practice. No, it's not. It's more than that. We're Muslims because we believe that there is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the only creator of the cosmos. And we believe that there is no other way to success of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Right? So this is very important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that whatever we learn in the month of Ramadan is in order to elevate us. In order to propel us forward. Not that we were Muslims in Ramadan and Ramadan is gone. What next? What next is that all the theaters are going to be full again. On the day of Eid, all the theaters are booked by Muslims in Muslim countries, unfortunately. Right? Or, uh, you know, the day, the night, the, the moon is sighted, everybody is in back in the bazaar, shopping and doing what, all kinds of stuff. And doing everything to displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So what happens? All the effort that you made and I made in the month of Ramadan, gone to waste. Sometimes in a night, sometimes in a day, sometimes in a week, sometimes in two weeks. And then after that, we don't see anything until next Ramadan. So how is this going to bring about a change in the Muslim community? SubhanAllah. We complain as a community, as individuals, that we're going through difficult times and trials and tribulations. May Allah make it easy for all of us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil But we are not going to get success. We're not going to be successful in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and hence delivered from this tribulation until we change ourselves. Allah doesn't change the conditions of a people until they change themselves. So the way in the Fajr of the month of Ramadan and in Taraweeh and the Khatam night, the Muslims were coming to the masjid. Until we will have Muslims like that coming for Salatul Fajr, the condition of the Muslims is not going to change. If we want the conditions of trials and tribulations and difficulties in the world to ease upon us as Muslims, we cannot be part-time Muslims. We cannot pray Salatul Fajr and Dhar and Asr and Maghrib and Isha only in the month of Ramadan. We cannot, we should not actually fast only in the month of Ramadan. That is to teach us how to learn to control yourself. That there is food in front of you, but you have restraint, right? That I'm not going to eat it. It is not because of X, Y, and Z. It is because of Allah that we're not eating. So we need to think about this. How can I restrain myself the way I restrained myself from eating that date before the time of iftar, how can I restrain myself from committing that sin which looks juicy to me? Right? Which is attracting me. How can I restrain myself? That is what Ramadan is for. To teach us taqwa. To teach us the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to make sure that we get connected to Allah that our salah continues after Ramadan. If we cannot do five times in the masjid, we make sure we pray five times a day, period. Whatever we are, doesn't matter. As Muslims, that is obligatory upon us for the entire year. It's not, Salah is just not further than Ramadan, is it? Reading the Quran is not an obligation just in Ramadan. We have to be connected to the Quran the entire year if you want to be successful. If you want to know the solution to all the problems for this world, it is in the Quran. We need to get connected to the Qur'an first. Read the Qur'an, understand the Qur'an, implement the Qur'an. Fasting, Allah gave us as a tool to learn how to restrain. We have, we have other opportunities during the year. After Ramadan, we have the six days of Shawwal. Right. Are we going to fast those six days or not? To show that, no. Fasting, I wasn't fasting just because X, Y, and Z was fasting. Because it helped me grow spiritually. Hence, I'm going to continue this practice after Ramadan. Right? And then I'm going to fast in Muharram and Dhul Hijjah, inshallah. And then the three days of Ayyamul Bid, the 13th, 14th, and 15th of the month, lunar calendar if I can, or the Mondays and Thursdays. The Prophet ﷺ had this practice. Who had the ultimate restraint on himself, subhanAllah. But he continued his fasting. Many of us get into the trend of the intermittent fasting, right? 
and we download the apps and do that. Why? To lose weight. MashaAllah. Why don't we try to lose the weight of sins that, it, that is upon us? Right? That is the kind of fasting that we need the most. Losing physical weight. Okay, mashallah. Very good. Great. Awesome. Takbir. But what about losing the weight of sins that is pulling us down into the hellfire? When are we going to try to lose the weight? That weight. Or we're going to allow the shaitan which was shackled in the month of Ramadan to come back on the day of, on the night of Eid and shackle us back towards Jahannam? Isn't that what we do? That immediately there's a change. A good change? No. And it is like, subhanAllah, imagine an alien form hypothetically came to visit the Muslim society in the month of Ramadan. They'll be like, oh wow, these people are amazing. They are so spiritual. They are pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They should be the one ruling the world. They are so organized and structured. They get up in the morning and they do this, 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 this. And let's say this same alien race, they go back and they come back after two months. They come after the month of Ramadan. And they'll be like, what happened? Where did these people go? There was, was there a genocide or something? Did they get eliminated? Were they extinct? What happened? Where did they disappear? Is that not true? Is that not what happens? That after Ramadan, gone, khalas, disappeared, as if never existed. So Ramadan is here to elevate us, to tell us that we need to continue our a'mal, inshallah. To tell us that we need to continue to be Muslims, right? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us, inspire us, and take us all to the straight path, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and ability to continue being Muslims after Ramadan. May Allah give us tawfiq to continue praying five times after Ramadan. To continue fasting, to continue giving sadaqah, to continue reading the Qur'an and implementing the Qur'an in our lives, to continue following the way of Rasulullah and his life and, and the life of the Sahaba in our lives like we were doing in Ramadan and to continue loving Allah and Rasulullah after Ramadan so that we remain Muslims till we die, inshallah. Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, what does he say? That do not die and accept that you that you are a Muslim. Do not die except you are in the state of Iman. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take all of our lives when we are in the best state of Iman. Say Ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept. Inshallah we'll have a few minutes for Sunnah. Jazakallah khairan. Akhir da'wana alhamdulillah.